2: think about this you get to heaven there's going to be a lot of people and some of us in the crowd God's going to say you you're going to go, who me yeah God you me God says yeah you I got to tell you something I want you to know good job down there on earth oh well done you were a good and faithful servant and the people who are good and faithful on this earth, you might not see any rewards down here, but when you get up there, you're going to hear the voice of God look at you and say, well done, thy good and faithful servant.
1: As we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford, I'm Kyle Welch. Have you ever asked yourself the question, who is Jesus or what does it mean to be saved? How about questions like, what is eternity? Or is there a real God and where is he when I'm really suffering? These are just some of the topics we explore every day on this program. In these challenging times, we believe that God's word is the source to all our answers. So if you can, get out your Bibles. And let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message for us today.
2: Today, uh, I want you to take your Bibles and turn to 2 Corinthians, not 1st, but 2nd Corinthians chapter 5. And today, I want to talk to you about a rewarding experience, that heaven is going to be a place where rewards are handed out. And some of this is going to be new uh, for you because you've not really looked into these subjects, but... That's why we're here, and that's why we teach. Amen? Amen? So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, we find this verse, and it's kind of the, the starting point uh, for our message today. The Bible says that we must all, and I want you to say the word all. And we've learned that the word all in the Bible means all, okay? And it says we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one, that's not some of you, That's every single one of us may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body. That means the things that you do here on earth, whether good or bad, that there's going to come a day and many of us don't realize this, that we're all going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And we're all going to receive what is due us, whether good or bad. Now, I want to say something right now. And the next thing that I say, if you don't understand what I'm going to say next, the rest of the sermon is irrelevant. So when I share what I'm about to share, try to really understand or you're going to be confused. I want you to imagine three columns. Column number one, column number two, and column number three. And what I want you to understand is that there's a difference between salvation and rewards. There's a difference between being saved and receiving rewards. Column number one is salvation. This is when you get saved. And the Bible says in Ephesians 2 verse 8 and 9, and this is like the cornerstone of our faith. The Bible says, for it is by grace you have been saved through what? Through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. And I always like to use my hands in this illustration, but grace is God gives you, he gave us Jesus Christ. It was a gift. We did not earn that. We did not deserve it. Uh, We weren't even born yet, and God uh, planned to send his son, and that's grace. And then there's faith, and that's our part. I teach, not everyone teaches this, but I teach there's two parts to salvation. There's God's part, and there's our part. God's part is grace, our part is faith. For it is by grace you've been saved through what? So watch, when faith hits grace at that moment, all the grace in the world isn't going to save you unless you put your faith in it. And all the faith in the world is not going to save you unless you put your faith in His grace. But when faith hits grace, that's when salvation occurs. You're saved by grace through faith, not by works, so that no one can boast. Does everybody understand column number one? Then we come to column number two. Column number two are good works. And you are supposed to do good works. Verse 10 says, For we are God's workmanship... Created in Christ Jesus to do what? To do good works. Now you're supposed to do good works, but you don't do good works to get saved. You do good works because you're saved. Are you with me? There's a difference. Column number one, salvation, grace, and faith. Column number two are good deeds, good works. God in advance prepared for you To be his hands and his feet here on this earth as Christians, we go around earth doing good deeds. We're supposed to do that because we're saved. Column number three is when you get to heaven. You realize that the only way you got here is because of what happened over there in column number one. If any of you get to heaven, it's not because of column number two. If you get to heaven, it's because of column number one, you put your faith in God's grace. However, you're in heaven because of column number one. But when you get there, God's got some rewards that he wants to hand you because of what you did in column number two. Does that make sense? In your notes, there's an outline. I've got three major points. When you get to heaven, you're going to get blessings. You're going to get rewards, and God's going to hand out some crowns. There's going to be people wearing crowns up there. So let's go and look at point number one, the blessings, which we looked at last week. So I don't need to go over this except just to recap that when you get to heaven, there's going to be all kinds of blessings there. Again, we looked at this last week. You're going to get to see Jesus face to face. There'll be no more... You're going to walk on streets that are paved with gold. It's going to be a perfect place. You're going to have the ability to worship without limitations. You're never going to get tired. You won't get tired of singing. You won't get tired of standing. You won't get tired of saying the word Jesus. You'll have the best health care plan that you've ever experienced because there's no death, there's no sickness, there's no disease, there's nothing impure. And you're going to be in the presence of God wherever you go, all right? And really, just being there, just being there is blessing enough, amen? I always liked that, that guy, I don't know who, who said it, but he said, he said, I'll be surprised by three things. Number one, I'll be surprised at all the people that were there, are there that I didn't think were going to make it there, mm-hmm. He said, second of all, I'm going to be surprised by all the people not there that I thought were going to be there. And then he said, number three, I'll be surprised if I make it myself. And the point of that, just to get to heaven, just to be there, is going to be all the blessing that I'll ever need. Amen? Amen. Amen. But let's go to these rewards. What are these rewards? And uh, I want you to know as I go through this, I don't fully understand all this. I don't know how it's going to work. But I know what the Bible says. Amen. So here's the first reward will be handed out to people who endure persecution. People who here on earth endured persecution, when they get up to heaven, somehow God has special rewards for people like that. Jesus in Matthew chapter 5, he's speaking uh, to a group of people just like I'm speaking. And in the midst of his sermon, he said these words, Blessed are you when people insult you. Blessed are you when people persecute you. Blessed are you when people falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. And then he said this in verse 12. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward. Where? In heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Somehow Jesus was speaking and his mind went to all the prophets who had been persecuted. And he's looking at his audience and he says, blessed are you when you you are insulted, when you are persecuted, because when you're persecuted here on this earth, you know, you're kind of like those prophets of old who were also persecuted. And then he says, I want you to know that when you get to heaven, there'll be special rewards for you. You know, I don't know if you know this, but they say there are more people dying today being persecuted, martyred for their faith more Christians being martyred today than in any other period in the history of the world. When we think of Christians being martyred, we think that something that happened back in the 200s or the 300s with with Nero and the the Romans. But they say that in the last 10 years, in the last decade, that close to one million Christians have been martyred simply for their faith. And I don't understand this, but most of you here are not really persecuted, because we live in the greatest country in the world, the United States of America, and we have freedom of religion, and you're allowed to walk in here, and without the threat, no one's going to kill you for being here today, right? And so we don't really understand that, but I just think that when you get to heaven, you're going to see some type of reward given to all the people who were willing to lay down their life for the cause of the gospel. Number two, people who care for the needy. The Bible talks about Jesus in Matthew chapter 6. He talks about when you give to those who are poor, that you should not announce it with the trumpets. In other words, before you help a homeless person, you should not stand up with a trumpet and blow your trumpet And let everybody look over at you blowing the trumpet and then you give the guy a dollar. He says, don't be like the hypocrites and announce with trumpets before you help the needy. Your father who sees in secret, he knows what you do, will reward you on that day. Luke says these words, very interesting in Luke chapter 14. Jesus said, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends, do not invite your brothers or your relatives or your rich neighbors. You're not supposed to do that. Now notice nowhere on that list does it say your preacher. It's okay to invite your preacher to lunch, all right? (laughs) But he says that when you give a luncheon, and some of you won't understand what he's saying until you read all of it, do not invite your friends, your brothers or your relatives or your rich neighbors, because if you do that, they may invite you back. And so you will be repaid. In other words, if all you do is invite your neighbor or your friends or your rich neighbor, there's no reward in that for you, except maybe they invite you out. But then he says these words in verse 13. When you give a banquet, invite the poor, invite the crippled, invite the lame, invite the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. I don't understand how that's going to work, but what he's saying is if you help those people who cannot help themselves in a sense, you are helping the least of these, that when you get to heaven, somehow God has a special blessing for those of you who live like that. Coach Coach Wooden of UCLA, A great man, one of my favorite quotes of his was when he said these words, You cannot live a perfect day until you do something for someone else who could never, ever possibly repay you. I want to say that to you again. You can never live a perfect day on this earth unless you do something for someone else who you know ahead of time that they could never, ever, possibly, ever repay you. Look for those who are disenfranchised. Look for the homeless, look for the alien, look for the poor, and help them. And you will have a special reward one day in heaven. When I moved out to California, it was over 30 years ago, Uh, I moved from Des Moines, Iowa, out here to the valley, up here in what I call the burbs. You know what the burbs are, right? The suburbs. There was a friend of mine back in Des Moines, Iowa, I did not know this, But when I left 30 years ago, God led him to come to California. His name is Andy Bells. And Andy does not work out here in the burbs. God called Andy to lead Union Rescue Mission in downtown Los Angeles. And so for the last 30 years, while I've been up here in the suburbs, Andy has been working In the streets of downtown Los Angeles, caring for the homeless. And several years ago, he got a disease helping one of the homeless people. And it started, they had to amputate his leg. Most of us would have quit. If we were helping the homeless and we got a disease and they had to amputate our leg, most of us would have said... You know, i got to go find something else. I might, I, might, I might lose my other leg or I'm going to die if I stay down here on Skid Row. But Andy, it didn't phase him. Andy still today is working down on Skid Row, the CEO of, of the Union Rescue Mission for the last 30 years. Well, I've been up here in the suburbs helping you all. Now, I don't understand this, but I do know this. That when we get to heaven, God has some special rewards that he's going to give someone like Andy that I'm not going to get because he's been down with the homeless and the poor down there on skid row for the last 30 years caring for people that no one else really cares about. And he's going to get some special rewards. <laughs> Letter C, treasures. You've got to lay treasures up in heaven. The Bible talks about when you get up to heaven there's certain treasures up there. And I don't, I've been, I preached on this my whole life. I don't know what those treasures are. I just know the Bible says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but instead store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. And all I know is it means this, is that when I spend my hard earned dollars for kingdom causes, that some, instead of just you know, getting more toys for my garage, for myself, if I spend my resources on helping others expand the kingdom of God, that somehow I'm laying up in heaven treasures that when I get there, somehow God's going to return all that in some form or fashion. It's exactly what we did here about 20 minutes ago when we took up the Thanksgiving offering. Those of you that gave, instead of getting a A bigger toy for your garage you're actually giving to help people around the world find Christ when you gave that offering you are laying up what the Bible calls treasures in heaven that one day you'll receive don't know how it works I just know what the Bible says next point when you get to heaven some people will have this reward they will be commended verbally some people not all Some people are actually going to hear the words, well done, good job, thy good and faithful servant. Now, you know, not everybody's faithful. We got people who come to church and get baptized, and the very next week they go right back to the clubs. They come down here and get saved, and the very next week they go back to the clubs. That's not being faithful. Not everybody serves the Lord. A lot of people get saved and don't really serve Him, right? But those who serve Him, think about this. You get to heaven, there's going to be a lot of people. And some of us, in the crowd, God's going to say, you. You're going to go, who, me? Yeah, God, you. Me? God says, yeah, you. i got to tell you something. you got to tell me something, what? I want you to know. Good job. Down there on earth, oh, well done. You were a good and you were faithful. You were a good and faithful servant. And the people who are good and faithful on this earth, you might not see any rewards down here, but when you get up there, you're going to hear the voice of God look at you and say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. It'll all be worth it. Nobody knows who I am. God knows who you are. You don't have to announce it with trumpets. God sees everything. And those of you that are good and those of you that are faithful, you will be commended verbally. And the next point is this. There will be greater responsibilities given to some people. You see, in the Bible, in Matthew 25, Jesus tells a story about one man who was given five talents. One person was given two talents. And one guy only got one talent. And the master came back and said, what did you do with my five talents? And he said, hey, I made five more. Here's ten. And the Lord was happy. The guy with two, he said, what would you do with the talents I gave you? The man said, well, I, you gave me two. I got two more. I got four. Lord, oh, good job. Well done. I good and faithful servant. He then goes to the fellow who only had one. And the Lord said, what would you do with my talent? he goes, well, I, I, I was afraid, so I buried it. You know, I I didn't want anything bad to happen to it, so here it is. Here's your one. You did nothing with the talent I gave you? Well, no, I, I kept it safe. Here it is. And the Bible says that the Lord took the talent from the one and gave it to the guy who has five. Now he's got 11. And he turns to the guy and says, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And the point of all that is this. We think that that all refers to just here on earth. I think what it refers to is as you're faithful with the talent that God gives you here on this earth, that when you get up to heaven, you're going to hear those words, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You use your gifts and your talents uh, for the Lord and for his kingdom. You did such a good job here on earth. When you get up to heaven, you're going to hear the words, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into your master's happiness. And the Bible says you have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. That somehow some of us are going to be in charge of stuff up there when we get to heaven because we've been faithful with what God gave us here on earth. And all God's people said. Amen. The last one here is you'll shine like the stars. Some of us are going to be brighter than others. And this is one of the my favorite verses in the Bible. I've looked at this and studied this in Daniel chapter 12 verse 3. Those of you that are wise, you will shine. You will shine like the what? Like the brightness Of the heavens, those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Have you ever looked up at the heavens and you look at the stars and you see these stars and some are just brighter than others? I don't know how this works, but I think when we get up to heaven, I don't know if there's going to be a special glow around people who've actually spent their life helping other people find Jesus Christ. Some people have a little bit of glow because they've only helped a few people. Some people have a medium glow because they've helped some people. But those of you that have spent your life here on this earth helping other people find Jesus Christ, well, you're going to be one of the brightest stars up there. And I, I mean, like, like, like someone like Billy Graham, you'll know him because he's going to be bright. <laughs> and I just think there's going to be, I don't know how this all works, but... He says, you'll shine brighter than this, like the stars of the universe, those who help lead others to righteousness.
1: It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. reach that address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach wouldn't it be great if there were accessible answers to our spiritual problems just like there's a smartphone app for calculating a tip or getting directions to a local store most of us have heard the phrase there's an app for that popularized by the creators of the iphone well god has an app for the common problems faced by christians everywhere are you stressed out god has an app for that problem with crude language or gossip, struggling with prejudice, brokenhearted, anxious, or depressed, God has an app for that too. Pastor Dudley's book, God Has an App for That, is available now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. This helpful resource can be yours right now by calling our toll-free number 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also get God Has an App for That on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Come and explore the book of James and discover God's user-friendly solutions for some of the biggest challenges we all face daily. Get your copy of Pastor Dudley's book, God Has an App for That, today. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.